Thank you for joining us at the Roundtable. Brought to you by Community Education Arts, a nonprofit organization based in Noblesville, Indiana. I'm Alice Cavanis Gober, president of CE Arts. And I'm Sarah E. Morin, secretary of CE Arts. Let's sit down at the Roundtable. Welcome back as we continue our interview with writer and artist Alice Gavinis Gober. So tell us, Alice, just a little bit about your writing or let's just say creative process. Well, okay. Um, if you're talking about writing, uh, if it's if it's memoirs or thoughts, then prose, uh, that's a little different than with poetry. Well, is it? I don't know. <laughs> is it different? Um, there's usually something I need to express. I mean, my own artwork business is called Creative Expressions Arts, because I was trying to think of a arts, it's all the arts, because I do everything except music, I'm not musically talented, but I'll do anything else art, artsy. Um, expressions, it's all about expressing, right, and it's all creative, so that was the name of my Creative Expressions Arts, and I, I put that together, oh my gosh, that would have been Oh, it says 2021. Oh, this would have been in the 90s. I swear I started, you know, calling my artwork creative expressions arts. I've had that around for a long, long time. Um, so I come for I start always with a place of inspiration. Something has inspired me or triggered me or bothered me enough that I need to get it out. You know, I need mm -hmm. to get it out of in here, my head, my heart my soul, I need to get it out onto paper or canvas or something. And so that's the beginning. Um, and then if it's a painting, like I said, I have this visual in my mind, I try to, you know, put down layer by layer, some sort of execution of that visual. Um, if it's a poem, I used to just flat write them out one time wrote, written, done, no drafts, just done. Very few poems had drafts, very few poems, I think in before COVID-19, I would say probably five out of all the poems I've ever written have I ever revisited and rewritten or updated mm -hmm. or changed or in, in if I could say made better. I don't know. That's really true. But in my mind, I thought, oh, it's better if I say it this way now, you know, very little rewriting, though. Uh, that is not true with prose. With prose, I will just just vomit out whatever and leave it for a few days and go back to it and it takes me longer to come up with the final prose piece because i am too verbose i am very i talk a lot i write a lot i mean i i am long-winded is is like the kindest thing you could say about my my speaking and writing <laughs> so trying to have a piece of prose include everything that i want to say without it being a thousand million pages long is a challenge for me, you know, distilling it down is hard. So depending on what I'm doing, what the final result will be, the process may be a little different. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, uh, one thing COVID-19 did with my poetry, I think, um, is I, I, that effort that I was talking about, you know, trying to find the right words um, that aren't too cliched or the cliche works in a way or whatever, that that's been good for me as a poet i think i i hope i'm writing better poetry um i'm not sure i mean i was looking at some of the 
poems more towards the end of the book where they get a little more hopeful and they're less, you know, Ugh, you know, and I, I think they're better, you know, I think they're good. So um, I don't know, processes, I just try to work through it, you know, whatever it is, whether it's a poem or prose piece or a, a visual artwork of some form, it's, it's that effort and, and the steps of the work to get to the final piece uh, is is probably not unlike most creatives. Mm. You know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Prose is hard because again, I, I feel like I, that first draft is like, it's got everything in it that I wanna say. And then it's like, yeah, but it's a million thousand pages long. I can't do that, you know? Mm -hmm. So no one's gonna wanna read that, you know? I feel you because it, it's, I can write a piece and it will take me longer to edit it to where it's supposed to be yes. than to write the piece. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, I type pretty fast with one hand. I type with one hand and, and I mean, I type pretty fast. I, I'm, I got it. Now, one thing I will do even while I'm writing is I will rearrange stanzas or paragraphs in poetry and prose. I'll, I'll, I'll write in the, in the, how it comes to my brain, right? I'll mm -hmm. write how it comes out. But, even as I'm writing, sometimes I'll be like, this belongs up there. This yeah. belongs below that yeah. stanza or that paragraph. And then even when I do that and I've got that draft or whatever, I'll go back and I'll be like, oh man, I got to rearrange all this. This line goes here, this line, you know, you know, so, I mean, I've, I've gotten better at allowing myself that editing before the final, the final poem or prose piece. And and being your own editor and proofreader is very hard. For one thing, you're going to miss a lot of typos because mm -hmm. your brain thinks it's right, what you've typed or whatever, and uh, it may not be. But um, editing your own work is, is interesting, don't you think? It's kind of like this two-edged sword mm -hmm. because on the good side of the sword, you're, you're making it better, a better fit to what you meant to say or what you wanted to convey, right? The, the sharp evil side of the sword is that your perspective is still from within yourself right you don't have it's not like an it's not like a true editorial perspective because the traditional editorial perspective is someone some other perspective not you not the mm -hmm. author right mm -hmm. and so when you edit your own work you you're constantly walking on that sharp edge of that that sword you know it's like whoa you know or i guess you're walking in the middle of the sword trying not to cut your feet on either side i don't know how to say that metaphor that doesn't work but you know what i mean it's a fine line you know sure. so um and sometimes i consciously try very hard to remove myself alice the person who wrote the author you know that the author from that piece and look at it from a as as much as possible a critical eye of mm -hmm. an outside person an outside editor i try to change my perspective and sometimes that works really well and sometimes it's just flat out impossible i can't get away from myself you know yeah yeah so, but i do try i do try especially the last time i go through a manuscript before i turn it into volume three, volume four, whatever, I try very, very hard to look at it, edit it one last time, especially since uh, I think it was volume, 
I think this is the first volume. Volume four, I think, is the first one that has an introduction. Oh no, volume volume three has an introduction because it was how many years did it take me to get this one? Uh, yeah, I worked on volume three for six years, mm -hmm. and that's why I felt I had to write an introduction to it. Um, and I, I continued that tradition. That's my new tradition now. I have an introduction to volume four. Um, because of COVID-19, I felt like historically I needed to explain what the heck this book covered, you know? <laughs> so, um, but honestly, I think it took me longer to write that introduction and edit it and edit it and edit it and edit it and edit it. You know, I mean, I edited it for the final time the morning I uploaded it to the printer. I mean, mm -hmm. just trying to not be too long-winded, but to definitely give enough information as to what I felt went into this particular volume. That's very challenging. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So uh, what is next on the artistic horizon for you? Well, I do have those two paintings on my easel stacked up. One, one's covered by a towel and then the other one's in front of it um, to finish. I've got to finish those. Um, and I, like I said, I've started uh, volume five of Naked in Wonderland. And I think I have, let's see, this would have been anything I've written since April 24th. And I think I already have, you know, six to 10 poems in there. So I feel like my, I'm getting, I'm getting more prolific, if you will, at trying mm -hmm. to uh, work writing into my daily life again and be inspired. I feel like it's going to be a kind of a slow climb out of that sludge of, of, oh God, what do you call it? Like just not, I, there were times during the, that 404 days where I was, I wanted to write, I wanted to paint. I just couldn't get off the couch for like, you know, to put it in kind of a quotes, get off the couch, uh, mm -hmm. literally or metaphorically. I just couldn't do, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So I getting away from the sludge of that experience and actually getting in front of my easel, actually typing up a poem or a draft of a poem or a memoir or something. Um, and none of these books have any of my prose in them, by the way, that I have never put together a prose book yet. I need to because I've got a lot of stuff that I should should self publish. Um, but anyway, so, you know, trying to get better at actually producing work you know, is, is my challenge for this year. I hope, I hope I can meet that challenge successfully, but there are still days where I'm just like, now it's habit to not do something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Time has no meaning for so many of us anymore. I mean, those, those of us who continued to have jobs, we're lucky enough to have jobs and go to work and be able to do all that, that, you know, they, time is real for them, but for people like me who, you know, the, the thing that kept my, uh, at least since Luke was born, taking care of him Monday through Friday before COVID-19, that, that was my job, if you will. And that had time and, and meals and pick up and drop off times and everything. And, you know, and then there were weekends. And since COVID-19, it's just like, is Monday any different than Friday? Mm -hmm. Is Sunday different than Tuesday? Oh, well, yeah. Chris, Chris is home on Saturday and Sunday, but that's the only difference, you know, <laughs> you know it's just like time and not much meaning so uh, mm -hmm. making sure that i 
get some sense of time back as far as being creative is something I'm working on. It's I can't say I've quite gotten there yet, but I'm working on it. <laughs> Those are good goals. Yes, absolutely. Coming up, the next part of our interview with artist and writer Alice Cavanis-Gober. This has been At the Roundtable with Alice and Sarah E. of Community Education Arts. Our nonprofit organization is based in Noblesville, Indiana. You can find us online at cearts.org. We'd like to thank James Weston for writing our intro music and for his technical savvy. Join us next time at, at the, the Roundtable. Table.